0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
1: From the offices of Create and Cultivate, I'm Jacqueline Johnson, and this is Work Party, a podcast for working women that support each other's successes. In each episode, we bring in leading female powerhouses for career real talk and BS-free advice. Ready to create and cultivate the career of your dreams? Well, welcome to Work Party, the podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to RealPod. I'm Victoria Garrick, former DON athlete and mental health and body image advocate. Every Wednesday, I'll be bringing you awesome guests, weekly inspiration, and the realest conversations around everything and anything. Now, let's get real. Welcome back to RealPod, everybody. I hope you are doing great. It's been a full week since we got to be together. Thank you for your patience. I was enjoying Christmas with my family. It was so nice to just take a week off and relax and really just process the fact that 2020 is coming to an end. I cannot believe that we are days away from the end of 2020. I saw this hilarious video on social media the other day that was basically saying how all of us are hoping that we wake up on January 1st, 2021 and we find out that this was a nightmare. But sadly, it's not. Um, (laughs) It's always going to be something that we all experience together. And that's why I wanted to have an episode where I could sit down and just really reflect on the positives from 2020, what I did learn, how I did grow, you know, what came from it, good and bad. And my two best friends in the whole wide world, Aubrey and Natalie, joined me for this episode for all three of us to kind of reflect on what 2020 was like for us. And then also look forward to 2021. Talk about our goals, our hopes, our resolutions. It's a really fun listen. I had such a good time chatting with Aubrey and Natalie. I hope you guys enjoy it too. It's a good mixture of deep and reflective and intimate. And then also funny, hilarious, and just classic girl talk. Right before we hop into this episode, I do want to read a review. This one is from Elena Danielle. She said, I have enjoyed listening to Victoria for several months and I recommend her podcast to all my friends. I love listening while I walk outside or just clean around the house. Her episodes are very relatable and true. Elena Danielle, thank you so much for this sweet review. I wanted to read it, especially for this episode because I think this episode is the perfect one to listen to when you're cleaning your house, on a walk, while you're driving. It is just such fun conversation with my friends. So I hope that you enjoyed this one and thanks for rating and reviewing this show. It means so much to me. If you guys have yet to rate and review Real Pod, you can do so on iTunes. It takes less than 20 seconds. Every single week I'm reading reviews from you all to hear what your thoughts are about the show, so I hope to see your review and I hope to hopefully shout you out next week. Without further ado, let's get into this 2020 wrap up with my best friends Aubrey and Natalie. Okay, guys, we're, we're going, we're going, here we are. Welcome back to the pod. I'm pumped to have you both. I was actually thinking about how the first episode we recorded in quarantine. Remember I was asking you guys about your quarantine selves and we're still here.
0: Yeah, we're still here and now we're thrusting back into shelter in place. This is exciting.
1: Good. I can't believe nothing, nothing's progressed. If anything, I just got an Amber Alert today in, in Los Angeles that we're still on lockdown.
0: Perfect.
2: Oh, yeah, San Francisco, all the restaurants and everything just reclosed. So we're back to square one.
0: It's like, be ready to talk about sort of your accomplishments from 2020, looking forward, <laughs> kind of what your goals are. I'm like, I don't think I've changed one bit besides gaining weight from the last time we recorded. Like, nothing's changed. <laughs>
1: I'm thinking about that too. And I was like, what really, I think one of the questions I sent you guys was like, what relationships did you strengthen the most? And I'm like, is writing myself like so conceited? Cause I haven't communicated with anyone over this this period of time, but yeah, so I'm excited. We're going to dive into, you know, reflecting on our 2020 and then also, you know, what we're looking forward to in 2021. And just like last time, you know, we might get into dead childhood pets. We might get into poop from the dog next door. Who knows? And actually the hilarious part about it is last episode you guys were on, I remember my mom said to me, she was like, Victoria, are you sure that like your listeners just want to hear you and your friends talk? Because, you know, they you get all these guests and your jokes with Natalie and Aubrey aren't funny to your listeners. And I was like, so self-conscious. Remember I called you guys like, oh my God, the episode. And then I had so many listeners be like I love your best friends you need to have them back they're so funny so mom
0: you were wrong this one's for you (laughs) this
1: one's for you thank you Lainey okay so we can just jump right in you guys I mean honestly I actually wanted to start off with a question I didn't send you guys just to get the mood hot you know oh Oh, what is this an
0: improv (laughs) class (laughs) sorry go
1: for it it is so how would you describe your relationship with yourself in one word Dead silence in the booth right now. Into some deep thought. Both viewers pondering. Oop, we got it. We got an answer. Can we hear yours first? Or minus complex. Okay, that's a good one.
0: I'd say roller coaster. I don't know. Similar to complex. I mean, sometimes I love myself and am so confident and have like no qualms with myself and just think like I'm the best person on earth. And then other days I'm like. I look in the mirror and I'm like, who is she? What's what's going on here? I hate that person. <laughs> what am I doing?
1: I totally yeah. really. And I feel like some days I think I'm super awesome. And then other days I'm like, I'm the worst person in the world. It's so true. Yeah. Like if I say challenging, is that like too similar? I like that one too.
2: Yeah. Same thing. It's like, it's sometimes so easy, but then a lot of times it's like so tough to even connect to yourself or I don't know, next to the person that you were yesterday.
1: Do you guys feel like you had to focus on your relationship with yourself more because of quarantine and everything going on? Like there was no option to distract with parties and friends and things like that.
2: I would say yeah. Like I spent so much time like reading self-help books and you know, mm-hmm. I, well, one of my goals was I don't know, we're gonna get into this later, but like slowing down because I'm someone who's so like go, 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 next thing.
1: Totally. Times.
2: So then, COVID. It was like, okay, put a pause, pause in your life, and think about who you are. And I'm like, mm, I, I don't hate know sitting about with that. myself. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> and I think I've actually I've, a lot has of change has happened even since we last recorded. For me, despite you know the lack of change in the world, but like I, you know, I got a new job and I started like TikToking and having these other outlets. And I think. I'm now in a place where I'm like, I'm not doing enough. I want to do more. Like I want right. to, if I have like one unproductive day where I am kind of like lazy at work and don't post a TikTok, I'm like, I'm a total failure. And like, that's not the case at all. You know, everyone's going through yeah. stuff. Like a big eyes, were lit up, they lit
1: up. Because that's how I feel. I'm like so hard on myself. Yeah. Even it was weirdly like this year, even though theme of 2020 was like, stay home, stay safe. It almost felt like, because you were home, there was such a pressure to accomplish and achieve and get things done at your house. It suddenly didn't feel okay to just lay on my couch and do nothing when technically that's really all we could do. And I've been struggling with that as well. It's like, I feel like I never am satisfied with what I do. And and Aubrey leaning into that, you know, one of the first questions was going into 2020, what were your goals? And mine was like year of the hustle, that was the term I coined for myself. And I look back and I'm like, yeah, I hustled. But then I, I'm like, oh, no, I didn't do enough. I didn't do enough. Even when I think about where I am now from where I was in 2019.
0: I love that your 2020 goal was year of the hustle. Mine was like lose 10 pounds. Didn't accomplish either. Yeah, We've
1: shifted from too solid to the real pod. We accept bodies here. We accept weight gain here. You guys, (laughs) your listeners
0: listeners like to hear from someone who, you know, projects her her body confidence issues through jokes. Yeah, that's (laughs) no.
1: And I think that's actually a good point because it is so funny how I think everyone's relationship with herself is different. And even though I have you know, like the things I talk about, you guys are my best friends. And of course you are at different places with what you do. So yeah, no, I think the perspective is welcomed, but you know, it's okay to gain weight, especially in a pandemic.
0: Vic, this isn't one of our FaceTimes when I'm crying to you and you're being my therapist. (laughs) This is a, this is real pod. Come on.
1: (laughs) So did you accomplish those goals? Aubrey, did you slow down? I did slow down, but that wasn't my goal at the beginning of the year. I think I've literally would have run myself
2: into the ground with the amount I was like, socializing, networking
1: at work. It was like
2: nonstop. Like I didn't have a minute to sit down. Like I hadn't picked up a book in probably four years since the beginning of college, even when I was assigned reading, like Same. it was like actually like a pause. And then you had to like sit and think about like what you actually like to do by yourself, which I don't even think I had ever dove into ever because it was just like, I like being around people and that's who I am. And that's what I do. Yeah. And then, covid happened and it was like okay well now i'm all alone
0: so well i think one of my goals in terms of like social and that stuff and i think vic you can relate to this we've talked about this was like going into 2020 like i moved into my apartment in january on january 1st and i was like oh this is going to be my new life like i'm an adult like i'm going to be social i'm going to be like dating around whatever doing all this young adult stuff and then it like covid hits we all kind of retreat to our family homes in the suburbs like <laughs> just the whole model's entirely flipped on its head. And I'm just like, wait, what? <laughs> now we're yeah. moving out of our apartment. I feel like I'm regressing as, it's
2: literally as like Nicole. I'm a 23-year-old, 14-year-old. You totally. Know? Totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so
1: 23-year-old, 14-year-old. I think we were one of the funniest things I was re-listening to our, our first episode was how we were all saying we were just like not good people at the start of this. And I think a lot of that did have to do with being at home. And it's so funny because now I'm like, looking at apartments with Max and we're getting really close to moving in together. And so I'll be not living at home. And then actually this morning I had a thought of, I've been like so ungrateful, so rude. Like I'm moving out. I'm never going to live with my parents again. They're the sweetest people ever. And like all I did was complain about having to like be with my parents. And and now I'm like, that was my, I'm a terrible person thought last night as I was like, I feel like I should go cry to my parents and say, thank you. I don't know why I had to act so miserable when it wasn't even miserable.
0: Thank you for putting a roof over my head for literally 23 years. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like didn't, <laughs> didn't think it would last this long, but still here, boss.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly on that same note, one of the things I wanted to ask you guys was what relationships you strengthened the most in 2020. I kind of alluded to, you know, that being my own, but did you guys bond with your parentals? I'm going to start by saying
2: my roommates, no one signs up to be roommates with someone 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And like, I don't know how we still have things to talk about and get along, but like, it's seriously been a miracle. Like,
0: Shout out to Maureen. You're a saint for dealing with Aubrey.
2: Seriously. Like the poor thing just signed up to like see me after work and then like go to bed. And now I'm like, hey, are you almost done on that Zoom call? I want to go on our afternoon walk. You know,
0: That's a big commitment. I think with my parents, I think I pictured like you're moving out now. I pictured I would move out and Aubrey's been in the city way more than me. I have been home an embarrassingly large amount of time, but just, you know, having this time with my parents that I would have never had and my brother who's now home from college I think I definitely strengthened that I did I did speak to I ha- I had a boyfriend at the beginning of quarantine <laughs> update no longer sorry everyone uh, all the fans out there <laughs> no that was a
2: serious quarantine boyfriend like
0: oh
1: I like that was a pure pandemic relationship I think it was so badass for you to realize that that was maybe just like a comfortable choice at the time. And then you sort of like grew into the fact that it wasn't necessarily like a a thing that you needed. And even though it was like,
0: yeah, something to do to distract and like. And even though it's harder
1: to like be by yourself at night and not have someone to watch TV with or whatnot, like I think that shows self-confidence and independence. I think it's a hard decision, but a better decision. I think a lot of people can't make that decision.
0: Totally, and my my phone calls with you, particularly throughout the breakup and beyond, is you're you're so you're so like you're like I'm just so proud of you for rediscovering yourself and just choosing yourself over a man. I'm like, you know, no, I just think it. You know, he just wasn't the one. Like, <laughs> I think just uh, you know when you have a crash course in dating someone during a pandemic, you really realize what you like and don't like quite fast. So true, but I do agree. I think I chose discomfort and not having that stability. And being alone over having someone that I probably could have made last longer. But I just chose to, you know, nip it in the bud. I don't know.
1: (laughs) I'm crying. I also love this podcast episode. is like way more serious than our last one. And what I thought about. We've had a lot of time to think.
0: (laughs) I write all these jokes down. I'm like, what's my biggest insecurity? Uh, Whoa.
1: (laughs) I know, honestly. But honestly, feel free to bring the jokes. I actually have been worried about, not worried, but I, wait, what? (laughs) I'm
0: joking. Oh, you're like picking up with the jokes. Come on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, not at all. But I'm actually worried about, like, I technically have been comfortable for like a year and a half. You know, like I talk to you guys about your various situations where you're like, I'm talking about how you're being independent or you're being uncomfortable. And I'm thinking about how when I move out, of course, like living with Max, he's going to be great. That's so fun. But like, I'm not going to be with my parents. I'm not going to have my mom checking on me or doing things for me. I mean, if I had Lainey providing me just fresh
0: berries every morning uh, in the fridge, like, yeah, I wouldn't move out. <laughs> Wait, probably forever, why is that I was so 30.
1: spot on every morning? Like raspberries, blueberries, strawberries. She's like, I'm just going to take the tunes on a walk. I'll be right back. I laid out the berries for you. I'm like, <laughs> she,
0: when I stayed with you, I I, I go out to the smell of oh, wait, eggs and pancakes and toast and berries and a smoothie. I'm like, I'll just pick my poison, I guess. I mean, whatever I want There's a whole spread continental here. Like, <laughs> like
2: I'm going to listen to my body right now and have one of <laughs> <Yeah>, these. Exactly. <laughs>
1: exactly. Okay. Going more into our deep polarizing discussion. What are the biggest things you learned from 2020? And these can be happy or sad, ladies. Feel free to lay anything on the table.
2: I learned to embrace unpredictability. Because, like, I went into 2020 thinking, like, this is my first year at my career, fresh out of college, brand new apartment in the city. This all happens. Like, we're all lost. We're all stressed. My job specifically, like, came to a complete halt for until two months ago. It just wasn't what I was used to. Like, I was used to, like, oh, you graduate from high school and you go to this college and then you get a job and then you do XYZ. And it just threw a wrench in, like, what you were expected to do. So it kind of gave a, Like me and I'm sure everyone else kind of the freedom to like, I don't know, change their routine for a year. Whereas before, I think it was just going through the motions.
0: So I think for me, I was in a very like tough job. I was working like 80 hours a week. I had no real time for myself. I was traveling all the time. This is obviously pre-COVID. And then my new job has like afforded me this flexibility where I'm able to do things like TikTok and my podcast and like really exercise that creative side of myself that Vic, you can speak to. Of course, you've been telling me to do for years. And I'm
1: so (laughs) happy for you that you have this. And I don't know where you're going with your answer, but I hope it's like leaning into like all these exciting opportunities that you have and not needing to just like follow the step step plan that, you know, you could follow.
0: I was like, oh, I'm going to just climb the corporate ladder like my whole life, get to like right. a comfortable place and like there was never I just never allowed myself to think like, oh no, I'm actually like funny. People think that. Like I can show people this side of me and like be confident in it and I think that's what I've learned this year is like that that's something I value and want to prioritize, which much to my parents chagrin, uh, I'm going to be TikTok famous, mom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love seeing the confidence in you too because I guess when it's just Instagram or it's just, I don't know, like everyday life to see you go from like curating or really caring a lot about those things to now it's like every day, just like tons of videos, tons of angles, tons of jokes. Some do well, some don't do well. Like I think that speaks so highly to how much your confidence has grown in such a short period of time.
0: Totally. It's like my little workshop and sometimes they don't land, you know, people hate <laughs> them. And then- <laughs>
1: And that's like, Other so you, you guys came here to learn how to build a brand and I'm going to deliver. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to, will you guys, will one of you say, what about you, Vic? I feel like I'm awkwardly sharing mine.
2: <laughs> yes, sorry. What about you, Vic? <laughs> no, please. Hey, Vic. <laughs>
1: it's okay.
0: All right. Now that I've gone, Vic, what about you? <laughs> um,
1: The biggest things I have learned well, I think one of the biggest, biggest things I've learned, and I've said this in different ways many times, but just the different illusions that I was believing from society, like the FOMO and the friend group thing. And that's something that you guys have heard me like complain and cry about for what, two years now. And Mm -hmm. I finally realized when there are not Instagrams, when there is no stagecoach concert, when there is no Coachella, you know, there is not a pressure to have that social scene. And that always made me self-conscious. And it's stupid because like I have such strong friendships in you both and a few other people and my family. And I could never really just be satisfied with that. I always wanted like more and numbers. And it was just so superficial. And in this pandemic really made me realize I'm so satisfied. Like I don't want those things at all when they're not Mm -hmm. being showed on Instagram every single day. So that was one of the the bigger things I learned and then I learned about boundary setting, like that emotional stuff. I know, Aubrey, you and I did a ton of work on like the inner self and just stuff I had never thought about before. And I think a lot of my realizations have been that like I don't need permission or approval from anyone else to grow, to forgive, to set boundaries. And that's been liberating as a people pleaser.
2: I also have a question. Do you think going back to the numbers and the not going to concert or whatever, do you think not having it on social media has made you realize like you don't want to do those things or do you don't care about them if i don't know you're not seeing them or like i don't know where are you at with that yeah
1: no i definitely want to do those things if there was a coachella i would love to go mm-hmm. Um, you're taking Aubrey and I backstage to see Ariana Grande. Yeah, That's I was
2: happening. like, I just want to confirm that we're still interested in Coachella. Aubrey's question is like, <laughs> we
0: still get the the Coachella mansion, right? <laughs> Honestly,
1: yes, you do. That would be my dream. Like, like, I we're could... still
0: going to the hype house. Though, really. <laughs> we've been, we've been fantasi- <laughs> just to the fans out there, we us three have been fantasizing about like Ariana Grande performing at Coachella and us like having some sort of house and being able to like go backstage for years Yeah, before Vic was actually famous. Like this Speaking
1: bit, like, of success, I told them I will never settle until I can be someone that gets an Airbnb and brings all my friends to Coachella. That's, which is honestly like so, that sounds so stupid. But no, so I would, of course, I would, <laughs> wait, what?
0: I was just going to make a joke. And by Air, that Airbnb is going to be pretty spacious because that'll be us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Me, I'm going to bring all my friends. Vic, wait, let's backtrack. You just mentioned yeah. you don't have that many.
0: Big Spring and all the homies. Us three and Toonsie, her Pub,
1: <laughs> And my
0: mom with the berries. And Lady's coming to make us breakfast. Snacks <laughs> can
1: come. I'm crying. That's hilarious. Um, to, to actually answer the question, I do want to do those things, yes. but I don't feel like I need the, eight, the group of eight girls, you know, like right. that girl group. I, I actually saw this one creator I follow. It was so funny. And her thing is like, the girl group is a lie, and I think that's hilarious because even both of you are in groups, and I hear all the time. You know, you guys, oh, something's happened here, or something didn't work out here, and obviously everyone's nice and gets along. But like the idea that you have eight relationships or ten relationships that are the way the three of us function—I mean, it just doesn't come in that those numbers, you know.
0: You definitely don't need a coalition of ten girls that you think like like yeah, a sorority God, gives you no, that model that you think you need. Disgusting. Yeah, no, you don't need that. That's Yeah, exhausting. Exactly is the exact word.
1: I also told this to you, Nat and Aubrey. I'd be interested what your take is. But when Natalie came to visit me, I was walking with Natalie, and I was just like, "Nat, you're so funny, and you're so nice, and like I'm so lucky to be one of your best friends." You know, when you just like look at a friend, and you're like, "Wow, if I met you at a party, that would be a girl." I'd be like. Oh, I wish I knew her better. Like, she's so awesome. Like, why can't I have a friend like that? And I'm like, holy shit, I have a friend like you. And she was like, Vic, that's how I feel about you. And I was like, really? Because I think in your own head, you convince yourself, like, no one wants to be friends with me. No one likes me. And then I was like, what if I take the mentality of, oh, I'm super busy. I got a really cool job. I work a lot and I got a few friends. I'm selective. And you, like, you take this approach (laughs) where you empower yourself. (laughs)
0: 100%. It's also hilarious. Like, just in that exact moment, I remember we were on that walk and you're like, I'm just so honored to be in your presence. I'm like, you have seven thousand DMs from girls fangirling over you, saying how much they love you. Like I'm honored to be in your presence. <laughs> like you're famous.
2: Do you know where I do take that approach? When I go on first dates, that's my approach. I'm like, I'm here to interview you. I'm like, you are <laughs> so lucky to be here. Totally. <laughs> I'm like, then you don't get nervous. You don't. You I know, love that, that mentality. They're up. like,
1: like, they're yeah. like, where are you from? You're like, well, where are you from?
2: Yeah, I'm like, this isn't about me, sweetie. Like, welcome to I'm the I'm not fable. here to talk, so, okay? <laughs> like, come out with a clipboard.
1: <laughs> I will say, vicariously hearing about and listening to your dating lives is so entertaining for me and so fun. It's so funny that when you guys, like, habitually say, Vic, what do I respond? And my answer's like, uh, say... The bingo night is on Friday. Like I'm so-,
0: so Vic in high school would would take my phone and send text to my boyfriend, my anyone I was talking to. Vic was absolutely just knew exactly what to say at the exact moment. Such a good game player, so good at this.
2: To add to that before you finish, she'd also send us in a group text, like, what should I respond? Option A, option B, option C. Oh. And we'd have to pick an option. Oh my God, I leave. did do that. Sent- <laughs>
0: We'd all have to vote. We'd all have to vote. And I this is the Vic that maybe...
1: Them. I'm like, here's a, here's the sexy option. Here's the safe option. Here's the risky option. Totally. <laughs> and the text was totally. like, like seven paragraphs long. I'm oh, like A
0: through Z. <laughs> I met my reading requirement from those texts. That's for sure. You'd have to like click in and like go to the <laughs> notes page. Yeah, but I think... So... In high school, when we're just, we're a lot more mature, we're playing these games, which uh, I still play the games, but we don't get into it. But now I'm like, Vic, what do I say to this guy? Like, I'm trying to play a little hard to get, whatever. She's like, just say, I think I like you. I'm like, what? (laughs) Vic, I've been on one date with him. Play the game. Vic's
1: like, you ask him out. I'm like, wow. (laughs) I'm so far removed that I'm like, but I honestly... I I guess you guys know I've tapped into such a like transparency part of my life where I I don't know. I'm just like, if you like him, say you like him. Natalie, I actually want to say this on this podcast. Aubrey, I don't know if you were there when I said this to Natalie and Caitlin, but Caitlin was like, do you have to always play games when you're texting someone you like? And I was like, well, you don't have to play games, but then you might not get the person you want.
0: It's so true. (laughs) And I was like, Oh my God. A glimmer of high school Vic is shining through as wow. much as the high
1: school to current Vic juxtaposition is so real. I was just not, I was different. I have two different friends.
0: Totally. I have two <laughs> friends and it's great. It's exciting. I go for to each of them for different things.
2: Also, I don't know if your followers know this. We referred to you as old Vic and new Vic. Yeah. There's two of there's two Old, there's two of old Vic
1: helps take a hundred pictures. She knows how to edit. She She's thinking about playing the field. New Vic is like, upload the double chin selfie, screw the filter. <laughs> and like, we'll go to Vic for advice and she gives us probably the more level-headed,
2: reasonable advice. And we're like, On brand. We just have a little old Vic. I'm like, we need old Vic advice.
0: <laughs> I'm like, can you just be mean for one second, please? That would be super helpful. No, but to your followers genuinely. And we talk about old Vic. Vic is so enlightened and so true to her brand. What you see is what you get. Like, that is yeah. actually like, Vic I will start no fakeness like talking crap about someone and Vic will be like let's not talk about someone like you are truly you have changed and grown so much and I I love new Vic and I'm thankful to be friends with her I miss old Vic sometimes but we won't get into it that is so
2: I miss old Vic right before Coachella when I'm all dressed up and (laughs) need that
0: one picture (laughs) and by one (laughs) I mean a thousand
1: yeah Oh, my God. That is so sweet, Nat. Thank you. Do you guys ever cringe up when someone compliments you and you're like, but I know what I say in my mind and I'm the worst ever?
0: <laughs> I can't take a compliment. Like, I, I I struggle so hard with that. Like, a guy will be like, I like you. I'm like, Ugh, mm, no. What? <laughs> Me? Ah!
1: What did you learn about yourself this year? Also, just appreciation for the fact that my best friends wrote out these questions and, and wrote answers to prepare for this. It makes my heart. Yeah, so but hard. I'm looking at my answers. I'm like, this doesn't
2: make any sense. What yeah. was I trying to say here?
0: Was I two <laughs> bottles of wine in when I wrote these?
2: Literally. Uh, you know what I wrote? I, I wrote, learned about self and then drew a little
1: arrow and said, read a lot of books. <laughs> about what? <laughs> let's move on to 2021. Honestly, let's put, let's yeah. put the past anything down, down this. to lie. Okay. Looking forward to 2020. One. What are we excited about? Any possible resolutions?
0: Resay it. Looking forward to 2021. You said 2020. Oh.
1: Looking forward to 2020. What are we hoping to do? Any resolutions?
0: You just said 2020. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let me kick this off. No.
1: (laughs) Okay. Looking forward to 2021. Any resolutions? Any things we're excited for?
0: I, I don't love, all talk it love, at
2: once I, I love I'm looking at it. I feel like I jinxed it making resolutions last year you know totally I'm like, I'm like I I feel like I should just reuse the same goals I did last year okay I'll Natalie can actually start
0: sure I, I think you know Vic Aubrey and I see you you're moving in with your long-term boyfriend you're you know we're we're buying you for Christmas stuff for your new apartment. Like things are getting pretty serious for you. And one thing I'd like to accomplish is having a bit of a, a bit more clarity as to who my life person will be. <laughs> and of course, like Aubrey said, this is probably going to jinx it, and it'll be another year of of wonder. <laughs> but um, I would love to know, you know, who my person is, and maybe get one step closer to, you know, finding my one true love, like Vic has. And I'm so envious of, so I don't want to sound too desperate, but I would love to have a boyfriend that I could see myself
1: marrying. I think that's a really real thing to bring up because that is a really, real I thing. joke all the time about how, if I wasn't with max, I know I would be like freaking out or not freaking out, but I would definitely be like every single day. I mean, every single day of college, I was like, I might be my husband tonight. Like that was my totally mentality. And I
0: think one thing one thing that'll catapult me into finding this person it, uh, will be to be in your wedding. And I think Aubrey can say the same. Um, the night of your wedding, we're kind of hoping to, to spark love with some of Max's groomsmen. So fingers Aubrey's crossed. Aubrey's already
1: sparked love with Max's groomsmen. I can't do that again. <laughs> There won't be much competition because it'll be my two bridesmaids and Max's twenty groomsmen. So you guys are gonna have the pick of the list. Like totally incredible ratio. That's I'm the really hope. okay with
2: that. That's Please the
1: don't hope. Make Any other friends? <laughs> that's funny, but not. No, I I appreciate your honesty. But do you ever feel like when you're looking or seeking for something, it doesn't happen? Because I find that in my life, when I make something a goal like that, it doesn't happen. It's like a butterfly when you try yeah. to catch it. You. Can't. It's also.
0: That's a horrible goal to have, and you're so right because it's like that's dependent on someone else's actions. That's nothing like in my control. Like, I I don't know. I think, and that's not not my only goal. Like,
2: I don't think that's, I don't think that's a bad goal.
0: I think I, I think what it is for me is I want to take dating more seriously. I think now I treat a date as like a fun way to get cocktails and maybe find someone and, you know, just have fun. Like, I don't look at it Right now, at least. And Aubrey, you can speak to this because we're the only single. Free
2: drinks, baby. That's what we're here for. Right?
0: Like I don't go into a date thinking like, okay, this could be my husband at all, which I probably should take it a little more seriously. You know, and I think it's more my mindset shift of like, okay, I I could be looking for something serious. Right.
2: Yeah. It's also so scary when you hear like parents met at twenty three. I'm like, but I'm a I'm a baby. I'm like,
1: Exactly. You you met at 23? <laughs> well, I'm living at home, so. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, Obbs, you are super comfortable with being single right now. Like, even when I talk to you about a future with a guy, you're always like, um, I wonder if I'm ever going to get to a place where I want to be with another person.
2: Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. Like, obviously, like, you know, like, every girl when you're going on a date, like, has the flash of, like, I'm going to be in a white dress with this man for, like, a split second. <laughs> because we're psycho totally. so don't get me wrong i do think about it but like i just can't fathom fitting someone else into my life right now like in a very serious way in, in the best way possible i think i'm too selfish right now like i think i want to do what i want to do when i want to do it and i haven't always been like that so I'm just enjoying
1: that. I love that for you. You have just been selfless for years and years and years. It's always like how you can put others first and how you can accommodate others. So I love that this is like the era of selfishness with a positive connotation.
2: Yeah, I'm like, I don't know if my mom would love hearing that, but...
1: <laughs>
0: that's so great, Aubrey. I haven't put someone ahead of myself since I was born. So that's awesome <laughs> that you're <laughs> you're a selfless person. What's that like? <laughs>
2: It's also been like interesting. Like you guys know Maureen, my my roommate in the city. Like she's very like independent, strong, like set in her ways. And I think it's like rubbed off on me in the best way possible a little bit. I think mm-hmm. I like needed a little more edge. So I'm like, I kind of want to take advantage of that and see where I go with
1: it. <laughs> One thing I want to add, though, to this topic, because I feel like some people listening are going to be like, you don't need someone to complete you. And we need that voice of like reason. Is speaking as a person who, maybe quote unquote, I have Max, and kind of like Natalie, like you said, you want that. Obviously, Max is incredible. My life is immensely better with him, but I still yeah. really do have places where I'm not perfect and I'm not great. And I think I too thought once I find my Prince Charming, I'm not going to have issues. And I can vividly remember like being depressed and looking in the mirror and like being so unhappy with my situation. And then I got a text from him. And in that moment, I had this pause of, holy shit, uh, here's the guy. Why do I feel this way and look this way? And kind of realized, like, yeah, just like having best friends like you guys, it's great and it's better than not having them. But, you know, Max can't fix the the missing pieces I have inside. I got to find them.
2: I think I was like the opposite of you. It's like when I had a boyfriend, I was like so such a mess. And then the second I rid myself of that toxic poison, I um, became who I truly am and blossomed into a beautiful butterfly. Totally. So now I'm like, I don't know, scarred, maybe. Um, but I, uh, I don't jaded? like I'm just like, there's a lot more work to be done here. I don't need someone else hindering that. I want, you know, there's a whole, there's too much to learn.
1: Yeah, you got <laughs> to totally. be the best version of yourself before you feel like you can fully right. have space for someone else. I think 100%. the guys I like
0: too are like 28 to 31. And they're just like, they're a little more serious about dating than these, like, 22-year-old plebeians you're talking to, Aubrey? No. Yes.
2: (laughs) Natalie, what is a plebeian? Excuse me, my last date was 26. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Nat, what's a plebeian? plebeian? It's, like, a historical commoner. No, it
1: literally is. Just edit edit
0: that out. No, (laughs) I think that's that's
1: comedy. That's what makes you, you know, good old corporate nat. My thing with 30-year-olds on Hinge, I'm, like... I always say I want to end
2: up with someone who's like seven years older than me. But then I'm like, why are you 30 and on hinge going out with a 23 And then then I want to
0: put this in a context for you. Picture any one of our guy friends, Aubrey and Vic, you can do this too. Do you picture them finding (laughs) serious love before 35? Because I don't. (laughs)
1: no absolutely
0: not if I had to look at this on a 10-year horizon I'm still gonna vote no but
1: that's based on their immaturity which I don't think is like unanimous across different f- guy friend groups I'm like are do any of them no there's <laughs> no way they're gonna listen <laughs> unless unless Rustin you're listening not you bud love you
0: let's put it in as a sort of teaser to see if like it's <laughs> like hey that was the thing you said on real pod
1: <laughs> gonna have to cut out all these names <laughs> Cut, cut. Oh, obviously. Cut all out. So circling back to the 2021 resolution, Nat, if it's not to find the love of your life, what is it?
0: <laughs> I love this tee up. And I will say this as a shameless self promo. I would like 100,000 followers on TikTok at Corporate Natalie. Give me a follow. If you're interested in corporate related jargon and jokes, you will like my page a lot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love that. I love that. You know, wherever you can. If you guys get tired of the mental health and body image and you're looking to learn about computers and the corporate world.
2: <laughs> she gives wonderful tips about Excel.
0: <laughs> if you're tired of self-love, look no further than Excel.
2: <laughs> Mine are t- Mine's like not to break. I feel like I keep coming back to this, like I really slowed down thing, but to not lose the good habits that I have created for myself in COVID once everything does pick back up.
1: Is part of that, you mean how you space out kind of like the social life stuff now? Social life stuff and like, I'm
2: not good at being alone and I feel like I've formed a good relationship with myself where I actually do like being by myself. So I'm worried about losing that once everything picks back up and I start my normal routine again, but
1: staying focused on... I don't think that's something you lose. I think once you get comfortable with yourself, you are... Able to do it, like
0: I'm so impressed.
2: Yes, I think it's just more appreciating the time I do spend by myself, like instead of trying to fill it with something immediately. Mm.
0: I can't you know be alone I mean? at all, and yeah, um, I was I was not looped into Aubrey and Vic's, um ego book club that they started. <laughs> not, um, we, we didn't they, know if
1: it would be of interest to you.
0: That's okay. I I'll, I'll I'll you know make fun of you for not including me, but I'm I'm secretly quite thankful, but. I, they have did, went on this whole self-love journey together and I am so past proud of four
2: years Yeah, and I'm
0: so proud of both of you for uh, enjoying. I would never think Aubrey would say I enjoy alone time and I haven't gotten to that place yet. Like I'm so, I'm like, mom, what are we doing? She's like, can you just go to your room and just hang out alone? I'm like, no, I'm going to hang in the family room. I need to be with you guys. What's going on? It's bad.
1: The book, honestly, it was called a, it was called A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle for anyone interested. And it is an eye opening book because you become aware of your thoughts and things like that. But not part and part of it is I was like, but you love your humor. You love the self-deprecating. Like we talked about in the beginning. You love that stuff. And that's fine. to love that stuff. So it might not be like an interesting <laughs> read for you. It, it, would, it would suck that out of you. I've I heard that. Like, it would, I'm Natalie, it would get, get this. Anymore. It would make you be
0: kind <laughs> to yourself. <laughs> Oh, and others? Slow down. (laughs) (laughs) I think, no, it's true, though. And I've heard a lot of, and I'm not a comedian or anything, but like I definitely use humor as like a defense mechanism. And I use humor in ways that like I probably should just be a little more self aware in that regard. But I think I've heard a a lot of comedians be like, it's really hard to love myself because my whole shtick is like making fun of myself. And I think that's so me. Like I am so self deprecating. I make so many jokes at my own expense. And it's like, Why? Why not just love myself and portray bits of that throughout the day and weave in some jokes about? Yeah, is
1: that comedy work?
0: I don't know. Maybe I need to to rebrand, take a page out of Vic's book. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Become new Nat. Oh my god, new Nat. (laughs) Oh my god, that's hilarious. My resolution is actually has to do with ego and what we learned.
0: Wait, hang on, (laughs) hang on. Vic, let me just spin this to you. Uh, What's your, you know, twenty twenty one? resolution or goal.
1: I'm crying. Thank you for spinning that to me. You're such do you podcast? Oh my God. It's so <laughs> weird. Yeah, I podcast
0: a bit. <laughs> and what's your podcast name, that <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Speaking,
1: Self-deprecating jokes. Speaking of the self-deprecation.
0: <laughs> speaking of self-deprecation, my podcast is called Two Solid Sixes, uh, where I label myself as nothing more than a six <laughs> and crack some jokes. So moving on. <laughs> Enough about Vic. me. Vic, what's your resolution? My
1: resolution actually has to do with All of this self growth and the ego work. One of the things we learned in the book is well, we learned this in the book, but then I also learned this like through doing more research in life, but emotional patterning. So essentially, when you're in a situation where, let's say, you're sitting down with a parent and You ask them to do something for you and they do it wrong, and you're like, oh my God, like I told you yesterday, do it this way. And like immediately you're like, oh my God, that was so mean and snappy of me. Why would I be so mean? I would never say that if Aubrey or Natalie said it to me that way. And in the moment, you notice it. But for some reason, it's like really hard for you to swallow your pride and be like, oh, sorry, I just snapped. It's all good that you didn't do it. Like, you know how when you're in the moment, it's hard to say or do something you know you should say? Like, think about when you're upset with a significant other or your brother or your sister and you just can't get past it. And so, Basically, that is like your emotional patterning is just for so many years, you've reacted, interacted with these people that you are not able to change the way emotionally you feel from like a trigger or something. And so for the new year, I want to be so much better with my family when it comes to how I react to them, because I feel like similar to what we said before, how we kind of reverted by being back home. I have noticed myself react in situations completely differently in a negative way when it's my family, as opposed to how I would react in everyday life. And I actually think moving out is going to help with this because I'm going to be able to like drive to my parents' house, totally compartmentalize. Yeah. And then be in like such a better state of mind than every single day. And I think something my mom made a good point of was like, I live at home and I could live here for five more years. So no offense to you Nat cuz you're at home but like you're not meant to live with your parents for like 25, 30 years like you it's just too much of that same thing. And so I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing if I can be better at that. But then part of me is like Vic that's just a cop out like if you are strong and you're determined you should be able to do it in any environment but I think it's going to make it easier for me.
0: Does that you know, immediate family resolution apply to like Max and your significant other? Do you think it's just something you struggle with, with just your immediate family based on how long you've been in proximity to them? Literally.
1: I definitely have some of those instances with Max. It's not necessarily like an attitude snap. It's more so both me to Max and Max to me have had past things like maybe one of Max's concepts, which is actually funny because one time we got in an argument and uh, I was like, we both kind of agreed that we should put the voice memo on and record this argument because we thought, I don't know, it might be interesting to listen back or be good content. Classic. But basically <laughs> Hashtag
0: content creator couple. I love it.
1: <laughs> I have a complex or not a complex, but I don't know what you call it. I have a habit. Preconceived notion. Oh, I guess habit. it's like yeah, like I have a preconceived notion or a habit that Max Isn't gonna get something done for whatever reason. We've been together for four years and like I just have from past whatever, I'm like, oh, he's not gonna get this thing done. So I have to micromanage and tell him what to do and how to do it, or he can't do it. And that's just not true. I mean, he's accomplished so many things and he's can do a million things without me. And then he also has a habit with thinking that I don't believe in him a hundred percent. Like he also senses for me, there's that. Which is so yeah. not true because I believe in Max to do anything. So I think we have that emotional patterning where it's not necessarily a snappy attitude, but it's more so just remind, you know, I, I, it's so hard to explain. Do you get it? <laughs> I get what you no, mean.
0: No, totally. And I think it's super self aware and makes me happy to hear that, that, you know, you're able to identify those things with Max and your significant other. And I think to all the listeners out there who are making this next step, which I'm sure you'll do an episode on it of like moving in with your significant other, like, having that self-awareness with your partner and being able to know that push and pull that you guys have is just like so important. And you and Max are perfect and just are able to have those discussions. And I think that's really good that you're aware of that.
1: Yeah. But the snap attitude stuff definitely is just more with like parents, brothers, and it's nothing insane. Like I don't want people thinking that off the pod, my family is like smashing plates. It's like it's like me holding myself to a standard of literally Mother Teresa. So when I like snap at my yeah. mom for being like, wait, mom, you you didn't go to the store? Like you forgot the milk? Like that's what I'm talking about. That tiny instance where I'm like, Victoria, you, can be, you could do better as a person. So normal yeah. people are probably like, what is she talking about?
0: Specifically to moms, I'm like waiting for the moment when my mom had my whole life has been like, when you have kids, you will understand like how selfless I am and how much I do. And it's so true. Like I'm waiting for that moment of clarity when I just break down crying because my two toddlers are like eating each other's like skin. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, I don't know how to like deal with this. They're ripping up furniture. Like, and I'm going to cry and be like, mom, how did you do this? Like, I literally cannot believe you dealt with this until I was age 23, perhaps 24.
2: Something Victoria's mom said to me one time. She's like, I forget what we were doing. We were like, I don't know, 13. And Victoria had gotten upset with her about something had happened, whatever. And she I just remember her going, like, when you guys are moms, you'll just realize we're just people trying to raise other people. It's very hard.
0: Like so true. It's literally
2: just people trying to raise people. Like it's It's like no one gives them a handbook. They just hand them a baby and then they're like, see ya. Like we get more instructions with a TV than a baby.
1: Like Lainey Garrick with the bombs of knowledge. That's so true. I know that one stuck with me. I just think about how much our moms tolerate from us, like attitude or like when we don't want to hang out with them. And then we do like they are the definition of just like forgiving. And I'm like, I hope I can be that forgiving because my 16 year old don't want to tell me how her day was. I'm going to be like, get out and walk.
0: (laughs) Yeah, 100 percent. And that's how I was raised. Um, So (laughs) I
1: was raised. (laughs)
0: I think, no, I think Lainey is the most forgiving. And like, even when we were in high school, and she'd be like, I'm so sorry, am I bothering your guys' gossip time? When my mom has no time for that. She's like, I'm sorry, this is my house. If you want to talk about gossip, go in the backyard. Like, (laughs) go in the front yard on the street. I'm not going to tiptoe around you to talk shit about other people. Like, get out of my house.
1: Wait, so summing it up, I said, my hope for the new year is to just be more self aware and make better choices emotionally. OBS, you said to make sure that you can continue to stay independent and self-reliant and not let possibly the vaccine and everything coming back to normal harp on that. And then Nat, you said 100,000 followers on TikTok.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm crying.
0: Okay, that's hilarious. And Audrey, you said self-growth her. and all this. <laughs>
1: Wait, I have tears Natalie in my eyes. I a
2: boyfriend and TikTok
1: followers. Natalie, I wasn't even leading up to make a joke. I just started to laugh when I realized.
0: And, and to circle back to Natalie, you said a uh, boyfriend and TikTok followers. Perfect. Okay. Wait, yep.
2: I actually, I'm crying.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my gosh. Sorry, everyone. It's true, though.
1: <sighs> Stand by it. That's hey, Something so for everyone. Last thing I want to ask quickly. Both of you guys have shown tremendous growth in your different ways, obviously Nat with confidence and with risk taking and then obs with independence and a lot of that self work. And both of that stuff, both of those things are super challenging, like they're not easy to do. And if we told high school versions of ourselves that this is where we are, we'd be like, holy shit. So Any advice for someone who either not wants to take the dive, to step outside of the box, take some risks, be more confident in who they are. And then Aubrey, on the other hand, like allow themselves to let the emotion come up and to really look inwards, even though they thought it might be scary.
2: I would say looking inside yourself is one of the scariest things. But once you do it, you won't regret it for a second. And forming that relationship with yourself is the single most important thing you, someone can do. Like, I don't even know who I was before. I don't know. Vic and I started doing all this stuff, but you you might be surprised what you find.
0: Aww. There's a lot
2: of scary things, but there's a lot of good things too. I
0: love that. I think for the confidence thing, I've actually been self-conscious my whole life. I really have. Like I haven't been, and I'm still on my self-love journey. Like I think, I've been anxious about what other people think of me my whole life. Just like from walking in a cafeteria in high school, I would be literally trembling with seeing seniors like glance my direction because I thought they thought I was like ugly or something. And that's just such a narrative I'm spinning up in my mind. That's not the case. Caitlin and I talked about this on our podcast. Like, I really think when I realized no one is actu- actually cares about you that much that they're looking at you and like watching your every step like no one is like n- everyone just cares about themselves at the end of the day like no one is thinking oh my god that natalie marshall girl she's blah, blah blah like no one's thinking that you know it's just And if
1: they are thinking that no one well here here's the thing no one who is more successful than you or who is killing it in life is thinking that anyone thinking that is below you and isn't actually like working hard. You know what I'm saying? Like someone who's out there achieving, accomplishing, living a great life, isn't sitting there cutting someone else down. So the thoughts and opinions of those people, you should feel bad for them. Lions don't lose sleep over the opinions of sheep.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: I love you guys. Thank you so much. And I will see you on FaceTime later today. We love you, Vic. Thanks for having us on. Talk to you later. Literally. Bye, babes. I hope you enjoyed this episode with my best friends Aubrey and Natalie. To keep up with Natalie, you can follow her on TikTok at Corporate Natalie. She is hilarious. Definitely check it out. You can also follow her on Instagram at corporate Natalie and also Natalie Marie with two E's, two underscores, and a three. And Natalie also has a podcast called Two Solid Sixes, which you can listen to anywhere you stream. Aubrey is off the grid, but I will let her know that you enjoyed this episode. You can rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Please go to iTunes and leave a rating, leave a review if you enjoyed the episode, and you can follow RealPod on Instagram at RealPod for behind the scenes information, updates, and so much more about our phenomenal guest list coming in 2021. Thanks again for listening. Wishing you all the best. I hope you have an awesome New Year's, and as always, keep it real.